0: Welcome to the Think Future Podcast, broadcasting from deep in the heart of Silicon Valley, California. We focus on innovation, startups and the future, not necessarily those and not necessarily in that order. Here's your host. Good morning and welcome to the Think Future Podcast. My name's Chris Calabucas. And I had a bunch of other topics later for today, but today happens to be the inauguration day of Donald Trump. So I figured I thought I'd talk a little bit about the politics of innovation. So one of the things I wrote in my blog a few months back, prior to the election, was rating the candidates on innovation. And if you ask me, uh, you're probably saying, what are you talking about? How can you rate someone on innovation? Well, since I've been in the field a very long time, I know what kind of attributes assist in the development of innovative products and services, and which deter them. And it's a theme I've talked about a number of times over the years on my blog, and this forthcoming book that I'm writing called, So Where's My Flying Car? And the main theme of all of this is that innovation requires freedom. It requires the ability to think outside the box. It requires the ability to put your filters to the side, no matter what they'd be, whether they be uh, legal filters, ethical filters, um, any kind of filter, any kind of restrictions on what you can think about and push that envelope. To that end, I was suggesting that one of the things that will help assist in the development of new innovative products and services is a reduction in regulation. When you have a reduction in regulation, then you will see all sorts of new innovations being developed and launched because you don't have those same restrictions sort of pulling you in place. I mean, take it, here's an example. So you look at banking. If you look at banking in this country, banking in this country is extremely heavily regulated. Therefore, it's very difficult for banks, no matter how innovative they are internally, to be able to launch innovative new products because they have to deal with a lot of regulation and compliance issues. Go to other countries like Kenya, where you have, where the banks have been able to do all sorts of interesting and amazing things with mobile banking because the regulations are more lax. In places where regulations are more lax, you see a lot more innovative and interesting products and services coming to market. So that's one thing, is government can assist in innovating by sort of Stepping back and rolling back certain regulations. I'm not talking about every regulation. I'm talking about certain regulations. Certain regulations can be rolled back to assist in the development of new things. And it doesn't matter which sector it is. It could be the energy sector. It could be banking. It could be anywhere. And if you could roll back these regulations, then you would see more innovation. Because the regulations inhibit the innovation. Thinking about the innovation, it doesn't. It doesn't inhibit you from thinking about the innovation, so if you want to develop patents in that space, that's fine. But if you're actually thinking about developing products and services, then rolling back the regulation really helps. I think I talked about this in the last show when I talked about permissionless innovation, where you push forward into areas where there are no laws, where the laws can be bent, or the laws can be stretched in order to get that innovative product and service out the door. But... If the government turned around and said, we're going to welcome you by reducing the amount of regulation, we're deregulating those areas, then we might see a lot more innovation in that space. Secondly, if people are queasy, (laughs) and this is one thing that's interesting about innovation, is that a lot of times when you see something extremely interesting and innovative, people get uncomfortable. They get a little queasy about it, they're they're concerned about it. Their ethical filters uh, or or even sensual filters just, just bump in. I was talking about the future of water use. So in California we have a drought and it's raining today so hopefully our drought will reduce over time. But we were talking about water use. And in one of my previous blog posts, I talk about a scientist who hasn't taken a shower in 12 years. All he does is spritz himself with this antibacterial substance. And what it does is it destroys the bacteria on his skin. And some people say that he doesn't smell all that great, but he's used very little water over the course of the last 12 years. So if you think about it, that is sort of the future of showering. Do we really need to use as much water as we do in order to be clean? Can't we have some kind of high-tech shower which uses some water or some biological elements that destroy the bacteria and then just sort of blast us with this thing for a couple seconds, cleaning us completely, and then we step out again? But sort of like the thought of peppering ourselves with bacteria in order to become clean makes a few people a little queasy they think about, oh, I'll never do that. But if you think about it, that is the future. That's where innovation will come from in that space. So feeling queasy about something doesn't necessarily mean that something is not innovative. In fact, it might mean something is more innovative and cutting edge. Now, what does that have to do with the government? Well, let's talk a little bit about ethics, right? Think about the start of flight, when people were still trying to determine how to get off the ground, how do we get humans to fly? Orville and Wilbur Wright actually were able to get off the ground. There was a number of people who were able to get off the ground. Hundreds of people tried. A lot of people died trying to get off the ground. A lot of people died attempting to fly. And if you think about this, if you think about that time and today, if you think about the risk-taking that was done at that time as opposed to today, I cannot imagine many people taking that kind of risk in order to determine whether or not we could fly. I just can't imagine it. I think we live in a completely different time where people are more concerned about safety and the ethics of a situation than they are about actually pushing forward with the innovation and this is the some of the the reasons why the FDA takes so long to push drugs through the system is because they have to test every possible situation and it takes forever even though there's many people waiting in the wings for these cures so one of the things that I would say and it's an analog to its it maps to what I talked about earlier is that if we could roll back the the, some of the ethics and some of the, some of the regulation around these types of things and say, let's get these things pushed forward. If you're, if you imagine these people who are trying to fly, trying to invent an airplane, trying to get human beings off the ground, and they were willing to die trying. Is anyone any longer willing to die trying for innovation? Are people willing to die trying to cure cancer? Are people willing to die trying to cure HIV? Are people willing to die trying to cure homelessness? No! People are not willing to take the risk anymore and I think an administration that encourages people to take risks would be extremely helpful. So part of the deregulation, encouraging people to take risks, strengthening the patent system so people who do come up with ideas are protected and are able to do something with those ideas. And then the last thing that I would suggest is something that I've called innovation zones. Now, if you're too queasy to say, okay, we can make these rules work all over the country, I would say set up some areas within the country, set up some specific areas within the country where physical spaces, and they could be out in the middle of the desert, they could be anywhere like Area 51, that sort of thing, where people can go and do these risky things. As you go into these areas, and this could be government sectioned or private, it would have to be government sectioned because basically what's happening in these areas is that there's a lifting of restrictions and laws in order to get beyond developing things so say for example we had an innovation zone somewhere in Arizona right the way it would work is if somebody wanted to do something really innovative somebody really wanted to risk their lives or the lives of others in developing some new innovation they would go travel to this innovation zone and upon entering this innovation zone they would sign a waiver saying anything that happens in this zone is my complete responsibility if I were to be disabled if I were to be killed if I were to be (laughs) hurt in any way I take full responsibility for this, and no one else does. So I am free within this innovation zone to do all sorts of things which may be illegal outside of the innovation zone, but pushes forwards, breakthroughs in many areas that you're never able to do in these things. See, what's happening is that a lot of innovators are leaving the United States to go to other countries where the laws are more lax. So instead of having those people leave the country to go to these other countries where the laws are more lax, create these areas within the United States where the laws are more lax and then see what kind of innovation comes out of it. Now, I'm not trying to kill anybody and I'm not trying to hurt anybody, but I'm saying is that we need to recapture that same spirit that we had back at the turn of the last century where people were willing To take the risk in order to create brand new forward-thinking innovations. We need to bring that sense of adventure and excitement and disruption back to our country and hopefully that's something that we can see from this incoming administration. I'm not sure we will see and this is what I've said to many people a lot of people talk to me uh, I've talked to people from all over the world about what's happening and a lot of people are freaked out they're worried about what's going to happen and like I've said to many of them that I have faith that the founders have set up a system with enough checks and balances so that no matter who becomes president everything there's not too much of an extension of powers so I have faith that the founders did a really good job of constricting that role so it doesn't go mad but by the same token let's see so so my advice is, let's wait and see what actually happens and then ensure that this president, just like we've, we've ensured every other president, that they follow through with the things that are good for America. That's it for me for today. See you next time. And until then, don't forget to think future. future.